Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. I can feel like God has turned his face away. When I look on the television and I look on social media and I see more people worried about money than Big Mama, I can feel like God has turned away. And I hear people saying that they will riot harder if the city or the state or the country is shut down again for a second time behind Corona, they will riot harder for that than the people who rioted for George Floyd. All I can think of is that they keep turning, God keeps turning himself away from us. I can feel like we're being ignored, but I'm comforted in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 where it says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive the sin and heal the land. Turn with me, if you will, to the 13th Psalm. I'll be reading Psalm 13, verses 1 through 6, the New King James Version. Again, that is Psalm 13, verses 1 through 6. Hear ye the word of the Lord. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. God's word for God's people and God's people said amen. amen. For the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk a little bit about a model prayer. A model prayer. I have a really good memory. I'm not the best with names and birthdays, but I can easily memorize long paragraphs of information like passages of scripture or even what we talked about in a meeting. I learned that I had this gift when I was joining the Masonic Lodge and it came in handy for my process uh, through the degrees. And it came in handy again in the process of becoming a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, I was able to memorize the information that we had to know very quickly. I picked it up very fast. Uh, there were some drawbacks, though, to the, the memory being there. One of the first drawbacks uh, is in life. I may be in a meeting with someone. And because I can remember what they said, but they don't remember what they said, uh, there's a tendency to treat me like I made it up. 
Uh, another drawback is that because amongst other people, the fact that I have this great reputation for having a memory like an elephant, there become some, some uh, expectations of me. I remember one time I was in a, a, a meeting, before, well before a meeting got started and uh, somebody said, uh, they were questioning somebody about something they said or did and they said, why didn't you tell Johnny that? And I was like, I thought Johnny would have forgot. And they said, let me tell you something. Don't ever think that Johnny Simpson is going to forget. So I got this big reputation for always remembering things. And the bad side of that reputation for always remembering things is that if there was something that I couldn't recall immediately, people thought I didn't care about it. If I couldn't remember something or someone or some important date, uh, they thought that I didn't care about it, it wasn't important to me, and there were some times that people could feel devalued, feel less than, feel like uh, they didn't, uh, they wouldn't feel appreciated because I forgot about them. And what I forgot obviously was not important to me in their eyes. Uh, that can be devaluing to feel like someone does not care about you. It can be devaluing to feel less than. It can hurt. Amen. And David, uh, the attributed author of this passage, was feeling devalued. He was feeling less than. He was feeling hurt because he felt that God had forgotten about him. Uh, Psalm 13 is an expression of that kind of grief. The author identified as David in the sub, uh, superscription is feeling a sense of spiritual abandonment. David is pleading for restoration of the relationship he had with the divine and that this psalmist had once enjoyed. David is giving us a short but very powerful model prayer. Uh, David is perplexed at first. Uh, put perplexed in the comments. He's perplexed. David asks four times to the Lord, how long? How long will you forget me? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? The psalmist is questioning God and asking how long, but let's not forget that that is a question that is asked often in the Psalter. Psalms 42 asks how long. Psalms 44, Psalm 74, Psalm 77, they ask how long is this going to go on? Suffering is bad enough, but it's even worse when you don't know how long the suffering is supposed to last. When you feel like there is no way out, when you can't even make ends turn around and say hi to each other, let alone meet. When you're in the tunnel, but you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, the not knowing when it is going to end makes it worse. Uh, and then it goes on to say, when he says in verse one, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? There's a bit of a translation issue right there in the Hebrew because the text in English says forget, but the kind of it, uh, that, that we, when we hear the word forget, it's a mental lapse. It's uh, something you just can't call, recall quickly enough. 
But when they're saying forget in the Hebrew, a more literal translation would mean ignore. It is the first and most grievous complaint of the psalmist that Yahweh seems to be ignoring them. They feel that God is intentionally ignoring him. They feel that God does not care about what is going on in the psalmist's life. What a way to feel. I can feel like God is ignoring me sometimes. I can feel like God is ignoring the people sometimes. When you pray and pray and pray and you can't seem to get an answer, I can feel like God is ignoring me. I can feel like God is ignoring us. When I look at some of our own United Methodist clergy, still out here trying to act like racism does not exist. I can feel like God is normal. When I see this coronavirus, COVID-19, still spreading everywhere, and people are treating a public health issue as a political issue, I can feel like God is ignoring us. Why are people still calling this a democratic hoax? Have not enough people gotten sick yet? Have not enough people died yet? Listen here, everybody I know that has gotten it has either died or said this is the worst experience they've had in their entire life. In the ICU for weeks, in a coma, even those who went home and and, and self-quarantined themselves said this is the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Nobody I've gone across said, oh man, that COVID was nothing. I just, you know, I just popped a couple of vitamin C tablets and got on about my way. No, 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 no. Everybody that I know that has gotten it has said this is one of the worst, sickest experiences they have ever had in their life and there is no guarantee that they won't get it again. But yet and still, we got to use terms like democratic hoax and liberal media and people thinking their rights are being violated because somebody asked them to wear a mask when they're out in public. I can feel like God is ignoring us when stuff like this is going on. I can feel that God has turned his face away from us when I see more people in my area Worried more about potential statues coming down than systemic racism and police brutality. It bothers you more a statue, a piece of property, somebody you probably don't even know about their life to begin with, but you are more mad about the statue and the method of protest than you are what they're protesting about. I can feel like God has turned his face away. When I look on the television and I look on social media and I see more people worried about money than Big Mama, I can feel like God has turned away. And I hear people saying that they will riot harder if the city or the state or the country is shut down again for a second time behind Corona, they will riot harder for that than the people who rioted for George Floyd. All I can think of is that they keep turning, God keeps turning himself away from us. I can feel like we're being ignored, but I'm comforted in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 where it says, if my people 
who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive the sin and heal the land. We need to be able to exercise patience in these times. Uh, the text says uh, in, in, in verse 2, how long will I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will the enemy be exalted over me? Uh, that word for counsel in some translations is pain. And it's interesting that the same Hebrew word for pain is also used for counsel and thoughts. The same word for pain is also used for counsel and thoughts. And so what that tells me, uh, with my limited theological and Hebrew and Greek knowledge, uh, is that when we are in a position of pain, the same word for pain and counsel and thoughts, we, we need to be able to learn from our situations. Amen. While we are in the pain, what can we learn? Because the life, our lives are filled with peaks and valleys. And so when it goes into a valley, we need to learn from that situation so that our peaks can be that much better. Amen. We're able to learn in our down situations so that when things are up, we can keep them up for a little longer. And when they go down again, we won't go as far down. Uh, Martin Luther called a situation like Psalm 13 being in a state which hope despairs and yet despair hopes at the same time. So, so you, you're caught in a place where it's not great, but it's not horrible either because sooner or later everything is going to turn around. God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's time is not our time, but we are able to hold on to God's unchanging hand while these things get bad until they get better. So David is perplexed at what's going on. So and when David's perplexed, David makes a petition. Put petition in the comments. He makes two requests of the Lord. The first one is to restore me. And the second one is to not to let my enemies gloat over me. Uh, David wants to return to a place of goodness where David had the relationship that he had before restored. Not only does he want to get back to where he was, he wants the people who are on the sidelines making fun of him because things are not good right now to not be able to gloat over him that's why you always got to watch what you say to people because the same people you make fun of on the way up will be the same people you make fun of on the way down it's nothing more humbling than having to go to somebody for help that you gotten that you made fun of that you gloated on it's one thing to make fun of somebody for the kind of job they work but then a whole nother thing to have to turn around and look to them for a job it's one thing to make fun of somebody because you think they're not smart enough, but it's a whole nother humbling thing when you get into a situation and you find out that they're your boss. He's saying, I know these people are making fun of me, but if there is anybody that can turn the situation around, it's you. So he makes the, when he got perplexed, he made a petition. And he wants the people to, to, to not gloat over him. They're gloating right now. But tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. 
And then after he makes the petition, uh, the response is praise. Put praise in the comments. This is a real quick sermon. He got the real, it's a real quick scripture, so it's a real quick sermon. He was perplexed about the bad situation that was going on. And because he was perplexed about the bad situation, he made a petition to the Lord. And when after he made his petition to the Lord, he praised. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, the, the proper response in any situation, whether it's good or bad, is praise. God loves you. God is with you even when you are at your worst. You may not be able to feel God or see God like you used to, but you still can. David trusts in the Lord's unfailing love and rejoices because the good is still there. There are some things that God does not and God cannot forget and one of those things is you you are one of those things that God cannot forget it may feel like you've been forgotten but you are not forgotten God knows your name God knows the number of hairs that are on your head God knows that you are worth more to him than sparrows and he makes sure that the sparrows are still taken care of even though it doesn't feel like it right now we may need to be like David was David was able to say I will bless the Lord at all times Times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. If he can write that while he is in a cave hiding from people that are trying to kill him, we can praise the Lord during our situations. Whether we got money in our pocket or we got nothing but a ball of lint. If we got everything going around or we are friendless, we can still praise the Lord because he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave us lonely. We can praise the Lord. And, and, and even if that was not going on, there's still a reason to praise the Lord. The Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. So if you can do this, you got a reason to praise the Lord. Some would call this a trial or a testing of our faith. It's the, the ruler's fire. It's now the casting uh, when he says in James that the testing of our faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect that so you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. So the fiery ordeals that we are going on, the fiery ordeals that they uh, faced in the Bible times and the fiery ordeals we face now, we know that we can look to somebody that will deal bountifully from, for with us. They will deal with us greatly and we can enjoy, rejoice in the mercy and the grace that is in God the Father who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins and raise up on the third day so not only that we could have life and have life more abundantly. We can be perplexed. There can be problems going on. We can feel like the Lord is not looking at us and ignoring us but we got to know that's not the case just because we can't feel him like we used to just because we can't see him like we used to does not mean that he is not there does not mean that he will hold us up we can have our back against the wall he will be able to find a way in between us and that wall to help and hold us up yes, amen. so we ought not be surprised about the things that are going on bad and we ought not be surprised that we may not be able to feel God right now. But even though we can't trace him, we can still trust him. Mm -hmm. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.